You're listening to Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Weird Medicine contains mature contents that uh, may be offended to some listeners. <laughs> what did do wrong then? It, you know, your old house is like an oven. I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast with the wave, an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed, then I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease, so I'm paging Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve! It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pals, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner who keeps the alternative medicine assholes at bay. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. We also have she who will do most anything for a glass of expensive wine. It's Lady Diagnosis. Hey, Dr. Steve. And we have uh, the technical guru of of the uh, masses. It is uh, Sensei AJ, everyone. Hello, guys. Uh, this is a show for people who never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you've got a question, you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider. If you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347-POOHEAD. Visit us on uh, Twitter at Weird Medicine or at Lady Diagnosis or at DRScottWM. And visit our website at WeirdMedicine.com or preferably DrSteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Or go to our merchandise store at cafepress.com slash weirdmedicine and get yourself a Bristol stool scale mug. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything here with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, or whatever. So somebody wrote to me and said, uh, can you add clinical laboratory scientist? We never get any love. And it's like, sure, what do I care? Phlebotomist. Mm, just takes up another second on the intro mm-hmm. <laughs> that people that mostly are not skipping over, which was interesting. To, I was interesting to find our informal poll showed overwhelmingly that people want us to just keep the uh, original Sherwin Sleeves intro. So. <laughs> and uh, speaking of music, uh, since AJ and I were just talking about the um, – uh, Dave Cecil show that we did. So, um, you know, the interesting thing is, uh, and his poster's up there, by the way, if you haven't seen that. I kept it. Just, it's, it was so memorable having him on here. And if you ha- guys haven't listened to that show, even if it's dropped off, uh, I think this week it dropped off the free stuff. So if you want to listen to it and all the other archives of our show, just go to premium.drsteve.com for a buck ninety nine a month. Uh, you can listen to all the old archives as many times as you want. Plus, uh, you get premium content, and um, uh, you can uh, use the offer code FLUID and get a huge discount on that because 
uh, we're just basically giving it away uh, for the first couple of months because um, I screwed up and canceled everybody's accounts by accident. So I apologize <laughs> that. Apologize for the inconvenience. If you guys will get those numbers back up, we'll put some special premium content on there. Um, special. But, but you missed uh, seeing uh, Dave here and in the um, at the beer run. Mm-hmm. I did. Yes. Damn He's so snow. talented. He's incredibly talented. Great voice. That's the only. That's the only podcast that we've done that I've listened to multiple times. Me too. I listen to them all, but it's to listen to that one multiple times. It's just if yeah. If you want to listen to him, shit. you can go to uh, YouTube dot com slash Lobsta Johnson L O B S T A Johnson, and uh, all uh, we have some some video from oh, that okay. show. Okay. And you don't have to watch the whole thing with me rambling and asking him, you know, fanboy questions. You can just go to my first comment, and it's got all the songs um, uh, indexed. And so you can just click on the links and go straight to the songs. He, he's in my Google playlist, so. Yeah, good, <laughs> he, uh, good. He's I like him. Well, and the other thing that happened was, um, uh, uh, I don't know if I should, well, anyway, he got a gig out of that. Oh, cool. Yeah, nice. like a permanent residency type oh, cool. out of cool. that show. That's so cool. that was really cool. That's yeah. freaking awesome. Yeah, man. He, he, was a, he was a great, just a super nice guy, too. Yeah. Very insightful. And yeah, just a nice guy, great, too. We hung out with him. Uh, we took him out to eat, and, you know, he and Dr. Scott were talking zen stuff. And, yes. you know, it's like, can we just have fish? Yes. <laughs> is it really? Is and it drink really, a beer. Do we have to talk about the meaning of the universe? Is it really fish, though? Yeah, right, right. It's all an it's illusion. It's it's if a world of illusion. Fish, it's not fish. Uh, hey, check out uh, tweakedaudio.com. Don't forget for the best earbuds for the price on the market. Uh, offer code FLUID for 33% off. It's tweakedaudio.com. Check out Dr. Scott's website. It's simplyherbals.net. Uh, for his, and I'm going to take a shot of this right now because I can feel my nose kind of uh, needs a little bit. So this is uh, Doctor. Sound a little nasally. Doctor Scott's uh, Simply Herbal Sinus Rinse. What's it got in it, Scott? While I'm doing this, peppermint <gasps> oil, honey, <sighs> salt, ah, <laughs> baking soda. <laughs> ah, that's not too obnoxious. Distilled uh-huh. water. Not at all. Yeah, it's awesome. And good, so the peppermint and good mojo. gives you a little bit of a nice burn, not a mm-hmm. bad burn uh, uh, for me anyway. And uh, I like the peppermint in it. It, it, yeah, it's, it, it smells it good. Yes, it, made, it, it made it better. And okay. also, it's uh, it, it's at least we know peppermint oil is anti-inflammatory at the right. level of the gut. I wonder if it is in the nose as well. You got uh, any one, data for that? No, I have never done the research, but one would assume. Yeah. Works in the same way. Yeah, well, you would think so. That's why I put it in there. I don't like to assume stuff like no. that, but it is interesting. And I haven't made be. any claims. Yeah, no, you have not. No. Let's let's just do that. Let's go to PubMed.com to see um, if um, PubMed.com and put an intranasal peppermint oil. Intranasal. Now, PubMed.com, for people who don't know, um, is a repository of a lot, not all. Oh, here we go. There are some things. Are um, not all, but a lot of um, uh, the uh, peer-reviewed and non-peer-reviewed articles in the medical literature, and you can get abstracts for a lot of them, and some of them you can get free full text. So, here we go. How about this? 
Enhancement of nose-brain delivery of therapeutic agents for treating neurodegenerative diseases using peppermint oil. Mm. What the hell is that about? Let's look at this. Mm. This is a 2010. The nose-brain pathway is a potential route for drug delivery as it bypasses the brain barriers. That could be good or bad. Mm-hmm. The main objective of this study was to investigate the efficacy of peppermint oil in enhancing the bioavailability of intranasally administered neurotrophins like nerve growth factor. Oh, okay. So they were using it as an introduction, as a way to introduce uh, other medications into the brain. Okay. A so, carrier. Yeah, like a carrier. Let's see here. Sniff this to sneeze less. Okay, that uh, doesn't have an abstract with it. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I don't have anything else. So, oh, parallel alcohol, is that peppermint oil? No, I don't know that. Huh. Okay, parallel alcohol is a naturally occurring dietary monoterpene isolated from the essential oils of lavender, peppermint, and other plants. Hmm. Medical interest in this compound was generated by research findings showing that this stuff was able to inhibit the growth of tumor cells in cell culture and exert cancer preventative and therapeutic activity in a variety of... T- tumor animal models. Now, there's one internet doctor that would use this study or this article and go, peppermint prevents cancer. I see this person's tweets all the time, and that's the level of evidence that they use. But anyway, but it it does make that it's interesting. Uh, Intranasal POH delivery is an alternative to circumvent toxic limitations of oral administration. Well, anyway. I've got one here. Okay. It's... um Science Direct is talking about um, testing of the um, peppermint oils in a nutrient auger with gram-positive and gram-negative bacteria, and yeah. they did inhibit their growth. So. Yeah. One would assume. Now, that is in – okay, so you got to yeah. be careful when you're no, going I know. in vitro, yeah. which is in the test tube, to right. in vivo, which means in life. Agreed. But, Agreed. Uh, That's just the first here. one I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, I'm just looking for something – there's a whole bunch of, you know, those kind of websites about using essential oils for sinus congestion, but I would really like to find something more scientific than that. But anyway, okay, well, so it's um, uh, the uh, jury is out on any therapeutic benefits. It certainly does smell nice. It does. It opens up your... And it seems to help. Nasal passages. Yeah, for real. All right. Um, if you're interested in trying Noom, the weight loss app by which I have... I'm on my way to hitting my ideal body weight for the first time since I graduated from college. Go to noom.drsteve.com. Noom, N-O-O-M, .drsteve.com. And also check out premium.drsteve.com for, um, did I I talk about that already? I did, didn't I? Yes. On this show, I talked about it already? I don't think so. Okay. Well, anyway, premium.drsteve.com for all the archives. For all of our shows, plus premium content, it's a buck ninety nine a month. But if you use the offer code Fluid, you get it basically for free. I think I did say mm-hmm. that already. Talking anyway. about Dave Cecil. That's right. Oh yeah. Um, also, go to join.bethematch.org/slash/brandonstrong. And if I said that too fast, that's what the rewind button is for. Uh, that is the Brandon Strong campaign for uh, bone marrow donors. Uh, If you're 18 to 44 years old, you just swab your mouth, and it's free to join. If you're older than that, they got to do a bunch of other screening, and so it's 100 bucks. But you can uh, sign up to be a bone marrow donor. Uh, I'm going to do this as soon as we stop recording today. 
And uh, Brandon Strong was a kid who wanted to go to medical school, and he lost his uh, fight with cancer. And his dad set this thing up, uh, uh, you know, as in a way so that he could still help people, even though uh, he didn't achieve his dream of being a physician. So uh, join.bethematch.org slash Brandon Strong. All right? Okay. You guys got anything for us today, or you want to go straight to phone calls? Do the phone calls. All right. You got it. Do it. Um uh, Number one thing, don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. All right, no kidding, that's for sure. Hi, Dr. Steve, this is John in Plymouth, Massachusetts, and I'm calling because my wife has a chest disease, okay. and we're wondering if there's any, like, over-the-counter treatments to, like, help with her skin. If you could, let us know. Thanks. Okay, yeah, um, we usually don't talk about the rare stuff so much on the show because uh, we're trying to reach a general audience, but this is an interesting uh, one and one where she may be able to get some help um, even on the over-the-counter uh, realm. It just depends on the on the uh, severity. So Bichette syndrome is a pretty rare disorder. It causes um, uh, inflammation of the blood vessels around the body, and this can lead to a bunch of different uh, symptoms, and they may even seem like they're unrelated. I've seen people diagnosed with herpes who actually had Bichette syndrome, and it'll, it'll, you'll get this rash on your genitals. It could be blistering, and they'll go, oh, it's herpes. You swab it. It comes back nothing. And then you start noticing, oh, well, wait a minute. I've got it in my mouth, too. Well, you think, well, they just had herpes in their mouth. Unlikely to have two breakouts at the same time. And um, uh, mouth ulcers plus genital, you know, ulcers that are not herpetic can uh, lead you down the road to think that this is Bichette syndrome. Uh, it may even clear up on its own. Um, you know, it's it's uh, very difficult to diagnose because there's not just a blood test you can do for it. So people who get painful mouth sores that they look similar to canker sores. Uh, and they start as ra- as raised round lesions in the mouth, and then they turn into painful ulcers. The skin, they can get acne like scores or like I or sores or like I said, uh, nodules on the skin or even blistering, particularly on the genitalia. Uh, uh, they can get inflammation of the eye. They can get joint swelling and pain, and then of course inflammation in the blood vessels um, can cause. Uh, you know, redness and swelling in those uh, places where there are blood vessels, which is everywhere. And um, uh, it can uh, also cause abdominal pain because you get you get swelling and inflammation of the blood vessels going to the intestines. You'll have inflammation in the intestines, so you have bloating, swelling, pain, abdominal pain, and that kind of stuff. So um, they really don't know what causes it. They feel it's most likely an autoimmune disorder. That makes the most sense. Uh, it uh, f- v- usually affects young men and women, which is why when you get it on your genitals, you know you automatically jump into its herpes. Sure. And uh, weirdly, if you live in the Middle East or the Far East, you're more likely to get it than you are if you're uh, living uh, in the West. Um, okay, so anyway, so how can we treat this? First off, uh, most of the time, uh, particularly if it starts as genital lesions, it'll be diagnosed by an OBGYN or uh, uh, you know, a primary care provider if they are thinking about it. And um, 
these folks a lot of times end up going to um, a um, uh, a rheumatologist to get it treated. Okay, but you can do some stuff if you've got mild disease at home. Uh, topical corticosteroids, you know, like just like, you know, you can buy hydrocortisone one percent over the over the counter. And if you have the choice between gel and cream, get gel because it stays there longer and it actually multiplies the effect. So it's like taking a stronger steroid if you use the gel as opposed to the cream. Uh, they have uh, corticosteroid mouth rinses that you can't buy over the counter. You can get um, corticosteroid uh, or anti-inflammatory eye drops as well. And then sometimes um, patients can take uh, this medication called colchicine. And Dr. Scott has taken that before for gout. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, it works for this as well. It's by prescription only. And you would get that, again, from your primary care if they're smart enough to have made the diagnosis or a rheumatologist. Okay. Uh, the the ultimate thing are these biologics where uh, you just um, use, Suppress that response. Yeah, imuran or cytoxan or uh, cyclosporine, which is an anti um, uh, tr- um, transplant, no, anti-transplant rejection oh, oh, drug. Okay. It's almost like you're rejecting your own skin, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and they've also used interferon, so there are things that you can do for this. So just, uh, I would see a rheumatologist for this if you've got the diagnosis and let them just start you at the beginning, and it's kind of like a ladder. You take the first step. If it fixes it, fine. If it doesn't, you go to the next step on the ladder. Okay. All right. Yo, Dr. Steve, uh, I had a question about my mother. Okay. She's had a heart attack uh, a couple of years ago, and she's been on all sorts of medication ever since then. She's died once when her lungs filled with fluid. Oh, my goodness. And they said that she had uh, congenital heart failure, I think is what it was. I'd say it was congestive heart failure. Uh, congenital heart failure would be heart failure that was um, uh, present from birth. Mm-hmm. So congestive heart failure is pump failure. It's where the heart can't pump enough blood to meet the needs of the heart. I, I mean, the needs of the body. And it's still getting fluid uh, coming in from the periphery, and it can't pump it out fast enough. So you get a net backflow, like an, a pump that's overprimed. Mm-hmm. You get a net backflow. Well, where's the heart going to backflow into into the lungs? And so they get fluid in their lungs. They have trouble breathing. And, you know, you can uh, get um, a swelling of the legs because, you know, if it keeps backflowing through the right side, you'll get um, of the heart, you'll get swelling in the legs and the rest of the body. So, all right. So recently she's been feeling real shitty, real sluggish, real lethargic. She's gaining and losing weight at weird intervals. Like, she's on water pills and everything as well, and potassium and stuff. But uh, she was feeling like shit, couldn't eat anything, couldn't keep stuff down, was lightheaded when she stood up. So we went out there. She lives at the ranch, which is not easy to get to. It takes us, like, two hours to drive out there to see her. So we went out and took her to the hospital, got her seen by the doctor. They first said it was probably her gallbladder. Gallbladder? So schedule surgery. And then I guess they did some follow-ups or maybe somebody second-guessed something. But now they're saying it could be diverticulitis or maybe what? something wrong with her stomach or her bowel. 
Okay, I see. I, they're they're more concentrating on the GI symptoms. Mm-hmm. It sounds like she's you know having um, you know he kind of glossed over that, but nausea and vomiting, mm-hmm. and she when she stands up she's lightheaded. Mm-hmm. So that's a sign of relative hypovolemia. In other words, uh, she doesn't have enough blood volume to pump to her brain when she stands up. And, and not uh, enough tone to hold it there, too. Or not enough tone. It yeah. could be just that. Yeah. She could not be dehydrated. It could be that she's on some medication for congestive heart failure that is causing her blood pressure to drop. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would presume that they would have checked that. Well, the way we <laughs> check it is by doing orthostatic blood pressure checks, mm-hmm. uh, where you have someone lie down, you check their blood pressure, and then you have them stand up. And if you see a drop of a certain number and their heart rate increase, then that confirms the diagnosis of orthostasis. And then there are some other things you can look at, like uh, what's their uh, kidney function, some other things to lead you down to whether it's just general vasodilation of you know caused by her congestive heart failure medication or is it uh, true uh, dehydration? So uh, gallbladder disease would normally manifest as pain in the right upper quadrant of the abdomen under the rib cage. And it's not when you positional. eat fatty foods. And it's not positional. No, not when you fucking stand up. You, it hurts all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it yeah. Does, it's not positional. Well, and it yeah. particularly hurts when eat it's a sharp foods. pain after you eat fatty foods because right. it's trying to squish out that. Now diverticulosis bile. will hurt all the time right. if you have. Uh, inflammation of one of those diverticuli, which is a pocket coming out of your intestine. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about it in a while. When I was a kid, we used to have um, tires that had inner tubes in them. Mm-hmm. And when the outer, you know, the outer hard layer would split, the the elastic inner layer would bloop out. And that's basically what a diverticulum mm-hmm. is, is you've got sort of a fibrous out, outer sheath to the intestine and then an elastic inner sheath. And when that outer sheath splits, the inner sheath will bloop out and you get a little pocket there. It's usually caused by our crappy American diet mm-hmm. and just straining to turd and uh, all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. And if you get one of those inflamed, it will hurt, but it'll hurt all the time. Right. For her to have low blood pressure from that, she would have to be severely ill from a diverticular disease, and I would expect abdominal pain to be a big part of it. Profound, unrelenting abdominal pain. So now people with heart disease who have nausea and vomiting, sometimes that's caused by angina. Mm -hmm. You know, it's caused by uh, heart pain Mm -hmm. where the heart's not getting enough. uh, But we can test for that. Right. So they need to test for all this stuff. This is weird. That's, yeah. I wish she were here so that we could test her ourselves and then we could give them a better answer yeah. and see what else they said. Uh, but, yeah, she's been having uh, shitty stomach pain, nausea, oh. and vomiting and stuff. Oh, okay. Typically, well, wait, he said that he saved that to the end. Okay. She needs, but generally, if she tries to do anything uh, physical, like even walk around the house. So, eh. Okay, so she's having pain with movement. Okay, there could be a couple of things going on here. Uh, One is she could have, if she's got congestive heart failure, she could be not getting enough blood flow to her intestines. Mm -hmm. And that's called, um, you know, intestinal ischemia or bowel ischemia. And um, that can cause severe pain in the abdomen and it can cause nausea and vomiting because the bowel just basically stops. It gets paralyzed. It doesn't like it when things like that happen, so it just stops contracting. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so that may be more down the line of what they're looking at. So, um, and if she's in enough pain, that's going to give her nausea and vomiting. Sure, you know if she's yeah. volume plus if she or she's volume depleted, you know it's going to be hard for her to walk, and she's going to have a lot of pain. So, yeah, I don't know. but if she's having abdominal angina, it could be you know when she's walking, she's robbing, she you know right. just that right on the borderline of getting enough blood flow to the intestines, and then when she starts doing something, she's robbing the the uh, blood flow from that area, and it's causing her her um, intestines to hurt. Mm-hmm. So that would be my guess. I'd start with the ticker and work my way yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start with the heart. Yeah. <clears throat> um, we can – let me see. There are some um, – Anything else? Do you say anything else? No, no. It's basically it. Not looking great, but she's a stubborn old – Vulture. Uh, <laughs> God. Want to know what your thoughts are? Uh, thanks for the time. I'd like to see your. I'd like to see your medications too. You know. Yeah. Just see what oh, yeah, they're yeah. on. Well, and you know, if you've got a little blockage in the in the um, uh, superior mesenteric artery, mm-hmm. and then you drop somebody's blood pressure with these medications that we use, that could also decrease the amount of blood flow to that uh, part mm-hmm. of the body. Uh, let's see. Signs and symptoms of intestinal ischemia is from Mayo. Can develop suddenly or gradually. Um, uh, sudden abdominal pain that might be mild, moderate, or severe. Urgent need to have a bowel movement. Frequent forceful bowel movements. Abdominal tenderness or distension. Blood in the stool. And mental confusion in older adults. That's in cute. Now, chronic intestinal ischemia is a little different. Abdominal cramps are fullness. Abdominal pain that gets progressively work, worse over weeks or months. Fear of eating because of subsequent pain. Unintended weight loss, diarrhea, nausea, and bloating. So, you know, it could be... Um, she could have know, an ischemic bowel. Yeah. Intestinal ischemia occurs when the blood flow through the major arteries that supply blood to your intestines slows or stops. Condition has many potential causes, including a blockage in an artery caused by a blood clot or narrowing of an artery due to buildup of deposits such as cholesterol. So anyway, all right. Oh, um, okay. The co- okay. Here we go. A number of conditions can make you more vulnerable to colonic ischemia. Low blood pressure associated with heart failure, major surgery, trauma, or shock. Mm-hmm. So, and particularly if they're dropping your blood pressure again, as we said with medication. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there you go. That's my. That's going to be my guess. So she needs to get that worked up, and I hope that they do that quickly. Also, by the way, it's cool to call here and talk about it. Make sure if you've got a medical emergency that you're calling somebody other than a medical show. We've got some some calls that are three years old in the queue still. So, you know. All right. Um, let's see. Hey, Dr. Steve. I, I'm going to send you a tweet on Twitter, but I had a, a interesting uh, thing. Uh, yeah, as you probably, I don't know if you know or not, but my... Ebola outbreak map is a registered trademark. And what is it? Was he saying? No, I couldn't get it. No idea. Okay. And um, I recently found out that Ebola outbreak map is a uh, thing. Uh, yeah, as you probably, I don't know if you know or not, but my Ebola outbreak map is a registered trademark. Ebola, Ebola outbreak map. Oh, Ebola outbreak oh, map. And, oh, oh, uh, oh, I recently okay. found out that CNN, Fox News, Daily Mail, and some multiple other people, like over a dozen smart I found, having a Ebola map somewhere on their website. So they're infringing. So I've been now. I wonder about that. I wish Jefferson the shyster were here mm-hmm. because um, they may have a. As long as they don't call it, 
you know, hey, check out our Ebola outbreak map mm-hmm. at Ebola outbreak map2.com. <laughs> I don't think they're infringing. Just, uh, just, because, just I'm not sure that you can, map, but, that you yeah. can trademark just the map mm. because maps have been around since, you know, before Magellan's age. So, mm. But that is interesting. I'm talking with CNN. I tried to contact Fox News. They wouldn't respond to me. Um, so it looks like if they cooperate, I won't have to sue them. But oh, I I do hope he sues them though, just so we can get the scoop on that story. But if they don't what, cooperate, what will turn out? I might have to start filing lawsuits against CNN, Fox News, and some other people. Yeah, I just say if as long as they don't go like like um, what are some of those weather maps that they'll have? You know, radar seven, super radar, and those things are trademarked, right? Um, some company sells that to them to these TV stations. As long as they don't say, um, you know, check out our you know Fox News Ebola breakout map or whatever it is that he's he's trademarked. I think they're probably okay. Yeah, they Here's just a map. Right, they can't Take call it that and, and say it and brand it somehow. They can't right. brand it, but no. they can certainly use a map that has dots on it that shows where Ebola is. So. Jefferson, Jefferson would be good to yeah, yeah. have here for that. I am not an attorney. Nor I. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I've called you all many a times, but I was hoping you can answer this on the podcast because yeah. my broke ass don't got no – XM subscription, you, you know got what I'm saying? You got anyway, um, I, uh, 42, been smoking for the last five years. Yes, I know I need to quit that. Um, maybe longer than five now. Give yourself uh, a beer. Definitely overweight, 6'2", and I just busted 300 pounds. Um, and yeah, that's big, but I'm a bigger dude. When I'm about 220, whatever, that's a pretty healthy weight for me. So I got a lot of weight to lose. Um, I've noticed lately when I take my boots off at night that there's a swelling. I don't know if they call that edema or something like that, where it's, uh, you can see where that line out. and the sock line and all that crap, and it stays that way for a good hour. And so that got me freaking out. I don't know. I looked up online and it's not a whole lot about oh, it. Oh, don't do uh, that. Cause then my blood pressure be is fine when I go to the store, you know, check it there. It's always fine with the doctor, but is this something just from being a fat ass, basically, or something I should really be concerned about, or I'm going to the gym now again, trying to lose the weight, Good. stop being an idiot, and I do need to quit smoking, but I don't know, give just, yourself a if you give any more information on that, and the possibility of the swelling. Yeah, okay. Um, so he's overweight, he's on a path to do something about that um i could you know you could try the noom.drsteve.com if you want to uh i'm not trying to well yes i am trying to interject a uh, commercial plug into this but noom.drsteve.com is a good if you have a trouble with the psychology of eating then that's a great website and uh, you get 20% off, and it's uh, the first two weeks are free, so you can try it out. I've found excellent results with that. But uh, let's talk about what's really causing this. So he is o- markedly overweight. He's smoking, and now he's got edema in his lower extremities. Now, we didn't get any other history of fatigue or any of that stuff. But when I hear that um, story, I worry about 
uh, emerging Pickwickian syndrome. And so what Pickwickian syndrome is, is basically uh, severe sleep apnea that is untreated that results in right-sided heart failure. Now, why would that happen? Well, because um, the uh, to give you the long story short, and we've talked the long story on this show before, when the lungs um, have decreased oxygen in the alveoli, they will the blood vessels in the whole lung will clamp down. And there's a reason for that. It's because if you have a bad a bad patch of alveoli, you know those are the little um, uh, popcorn looking pockets that uh, oxygen from the outside goes into and then transfers into the bloodstream. If you've got a bad pocket of those, you want to shunt blood around that so you're not sending blood to an area of the lung that doesn't work. But when the whole lung is like that, in the case of severe sleep apnea, the whole lung will clamp down. And what that does is it increases the blood pressure of the right heart trying to to, uh, send blood to the the lung to be oxygenated. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Diane, okay. okay. So, uh, so now the blood pressure is building up on that right side of the heart, and so when it builds up like that, what's going to happen? It's going to you're going to get back pressure, and you're going to get uh, like that pump is over primed on the right side of the heart now, and when it's over primed on the right side of the heart, it's going to back up into the liver and into the lower extremities primarily. So you will see uh, edema of – the only reason I'm putting out the scariest thing first is because I want him to get checked. Mm-hmm. You know, he needs to get a sleep study and just make sure that this isn't what's happening because that is the most dangerous thing. So we always try to rule out the most dangerous thing first. Then we could deal with the other stuff. The other thing is – is I, did he say how old he is? 40, no, it's yeah, 40-something. Yeah, pretty young. Um, he could just have bad vessels in the legs, too. Mm-hmm. It could be nothing more than just gravity. Gravity because he's overweight. Yep. Yeah, when he gets rid of that, he'll he'll feel better. Well, and just gravity from having bad veins, too. Sure. You know, sure. And then the fluid will leak out around those veins, and uh, you'll get what we call stasis, um, um, venous stasis. And then you can get discoloration of the skin from that. It's called stasis dermatitis. But it may be nothing more than that. But he needs to get checked. And uh, before he embarks on this this new lifestyle change, it'd be good to get a checkup anyway. Right and just let his primary care provider guide him in uh, getting this weight off and getting back to a healthy lifestyle. Okay? Good luck. And, being- yes. And quit smoking. Quit smoking. Right now. What's the worst that will happen to you if you quit smoking? You'll be miserable you'll for be uncomfortable. two days. Who gives a shit? Who cares? What's the best thing that can happen if you quit smoking? You don't die so quick. You can breathe. And you can breed. Breed? Breed. Oh, yeah, breed. (laughs) Yeah, you can breed. It's the number one way to cure uh, erectile dysfunction, right? Well, that's true. And remember, if the emphysema and the heart disease and the cancer and the strokes don't scare you, the number one cause of reversible um, erectile dysfunction in men in your age group is tobacco. So, all right. Right on. Let's do one more. Hey, Dr. Steve. Uh, really isn't a problem, more of a, uh, a uh, question. So I was wondering if there's a way I could improve my ropes. I guess you could say I'm kind of a dribbler, and I'm wondering if there's any Kegel exercises or supplements or any tips or 
literature out there that shows any sort of uh, improvement in that area. Love to hear your answer. Sure, man. Thanks. Well, we researched this very early on in the show because this question gets uh, asked a lot. So Dr. Uh, or uh, P.A. John and I, a.k.a. B.M. John, <laughs> um, uh, did some research on this. And the only thing we could find in the medical literature was that sildenafil, or uh, the active ingredient in Viagra, with chronic use, whatever that was, <laughs> I didn't really dis- define it very well, uh, increases uh, it, the volume of ejaculate by about 20 to 25%. So uh, that's one thing. Staying well hydrated, not beating off uh, too often because you're, you know, you're clearing out the pipes. What we want is the pipes to kind of build, build up, up a little yeah. bit. And yes, Kegel maneuvers because muscular contraction is part of this. When I was a kid... Um, you know, I could sort of, you know, ejaculate across the room, and then now it just kind of goes. Bleh. So, so uh, doing those Kegel maneuvers and having more muscular uh, strength with those contractions will actually help increase the apparent volume because you'll be shooting it out farther. So, all right, that's all. And who doesn't love it shooting at you? I know. Well. I got some in one of my girlfriend's hair once, and that was kind of cool because I, you know, the more excited to you are, you, too. It was no, cool she for she you. really liked it. She was a kind she? of a freak. Oh, yeah, okay. she thought that was awesome that I could, you know, shoot that far. Hmm. So, but anyway, hmm. I don't know. She was a freak. <laughs> but the more excited you are, because it was the first time. I guess time, it's flattering it was the first time we, she thought you were excited. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the, the first time, uh, it was the first time we were ever together. And the more excited you are, I think the more vigorous that contraction is. So. Oh. And, uh, you know, the whole thing is just to try, what you're trying to do is bathe their cervix with your uh, with your semen, right? Oh, you know, that's yes. because we forget the whole reason sex was invented was actually to make children, not for us to just, you know, bust a nut, so... All right. People people forget those these things. They need me to remind them. Uh, listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction <laughs> Talk channel, SiriusXM channel 103, Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern, on demand, and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts and other crap. Till next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking. I always, this thing ends seven minutes or seven seconds too early. I'm just going to start it back Damn up it. again stupid thing let's talk again for a minute um did we forget anything today by the way i don't think so simply herbal sinus spray yeah simply herbal stuff that's the most important thing like simply herbals it is very important simply herbals.net do you get the big bottles of uh stuff.drsteve.com now yeah i have big bottles now oh you do Mm. not just individual packets but Mm, yeah that that and the stress less yeah All right. We can't forget Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teft, I've got it down, Louise Johnson, Louis Johnson, Paul Ofcharsky, Eric Nagel, Roland Campos, Sam Roberts, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, and then there's Louis Johnson again, and Paul Ofcharsky again, Safonda Cox. Ron Bennington and Fez Watley, who's early support of this show, has never gone unappreciated. Uh, uh, listen to it. Oh, okay, I've done all that. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. That was very professional. So, Sofonda Cox is a real person? No. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> <laughs>
See, oh, that was funny. Riley Martin was a guy on the Howard Stern show, and he had his own he had his own show, right? Okay. And uh, people would call and goof on him, and they would get him, and he would always do shout-outs at the end of the show, and they would just send in these effed-up names, yeah. and Safonda Cox was one of them, Eton Twats was one, <laughs> um, and he would always go, oh, and the uh, the inimitable uh, Eton Twats, thank you, Eton, and uh, he was just such a great guy, uh, just a real character, uh-huh. and so when I'm reading off these names, I start thinking about <laughs> Riley Martin's shout-outs. So I need to get a bunch more of the names that yeah, he did. That he's funny. quite humorous. Uh, if you want some fun, just Google um, or go to YouTube and check out Riley Martin shout-outs, and then they do some shout-out pranks. Where he, they have one where they cut up every time somebody named Mike called in, and they called a guy named Mike, and he's like, Hello, Mike. Mike, how are you? Mike. And it's just, and this guy just gets so infuriated because it's just, he just keeps greeting him as Mike. But anyway, it's funnier than I make it sound. All right, Thank we'll see goodness. you next week. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. Thankfully. No Ciao. <laughs> I mean, you're a funny guy, Steve.